This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, April 6, 2020. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest. Joy Cook is the CEO of Joy Cook Public Relations Group speaker, and a best-selling author. Joy is an experienced professional in making and fostering relationships through digital engagement. This has placed her among top professionals in managing the online community. Joy took her Twitter talents to the White House when she was selected as one of the influential invitees by former President Barack Obama to attend the arrival ceremony of Prime Minister of Great Britain as a White House tweet-up participant. A member of the Public Relations Society of America, Joy has been honored as one of the business journal's 40 leaders under 40. She chaired the Education Committee for the City of Greensboro, Commission on the Status of Women, and represented the 12th Congressional District as a delegate for the Democratic National Convention. Joy has been featured on HLN, C-SPAN, BBC, Fox, CBS, ABC, NBC affiliates, Essence Magazine Online, NPR, and other local, national, and international platforms. And we are so excited to have Joy on the show today. Hi, Joy. Hi, Shanice. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I know you're busy because a PR can work from home, so you're still working, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for that warm introduction, and I definitely took the time to be on your show because I followed you for so many years and excited to be a guest. Well, thank you. So first, let's get to know a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started with your career as a publicist. Sure, absolutely. So I'm a two-time graduate of the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, Spartan Pride. Um, Got my degrees in communication studies, sociology, and English. So on that side, it's what I've studied. Um, I've also done graduate studies um, at UNC Chapel Hill, at Yale University, and the Thread at Yale program. Um, So that is where I've spent my life, uh, you know, educating myself in PR. On the other side, I'm just from the crown of my head to the top, bottom of my feet, just a PR person. I mean, even back in high school, promoting, you know, school plays and um, helping the student body president win elections. And so I started in radio in college and what I figured out is instead of actually being the on-air talent, my gifts really shined behind the scenes actually promoting the artist and promoting the station, and that conveniently um, morphed into PR, and so I've been doing PR for about 18 years. Wow. So did you know that you were doing PR when you, 
you know, were promoting artists or did later you learn that was a major and was like, oh, I'm good at this already? You know, um, later on I learned. So um, going into radio is what I was, why I was studying communication studies and sociology um, undergrad, and that's what I just knew I wanted to do was, you know, be either a radio jock or either transition into television of course in my head I'm the next Oprah and that's how she started in radio and then went on to TV however you know God had other plans and I really found my niche behind the scenes and was able to make such an impact and help artists who didn't have you know big budgets you know make a splash and this was prior to social media so no to answer your question no I did not know that I was actually getting into PR because I started college thinking I was going to be in broadcast journalism somehow um, however, once I found out, wait a minute, Joy, what you're actually doing is not only promotion, it's publicity and public relations and strategy. And so that was when I found my sweet spot and I said, okay, I'm a publicist and I've always been. Now, over the course of your career, who has been some of your highest profile clients? Yes, so I did have the fortunate um, pleasure to do a little bit of work with the 2012 um, Obama campaign, as well as when I was a delegate um, of the 12th Congressional District. As you read in my bio, I was able to do um, some PR slash, um, I guess, ambassador work on television for um, the president in 2012. So I guess that's one of my highest profile clients. I've also worked with the NBA, the PGA Golf Tournament. Um, and then on the musical side, I've worked with um, Armani Caesar, who recently signed to Griselda Records, which is a subsidiary of Rock Nation. Congratulations, Armani. I'm currently working with Akbar V, who's an up-and-coming artist, but she's the breakout star of the television show Love and Hip Hop. And I've also worked with, um, you know, one of the largest churches in our area. So throughout the vast career, um, the the most high-profile clients, it depends on which industry, and um, I'm thankful that I've had diverse industry experience. Yes, and speaking of diverse industry experience, you've also dabbled in the PLUS community. So tell me how you discovered the PLUS community. Yes, my first love, my first love. So I discovered the PLUS community literally almost – 20 years ago, I had the pleasure of being um, the diva, the the mogul herself, uh, Gwen DeVoe, one of her um, models, and I call myself protégés, actually, um, years and years ago, and I participated in her Full Figure and Fabulous back in 2007. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is I um, wrote the original press release for Full Figure Fashion Week back in, I think, 2008 or 2009. Um, and so, you know, of course, uh, 
Miss DeVoe has, you know, completely changed, you know, the plus size industry. But for her to take a chance on me when I was just an up-and-coming publicist to say, Joy, you know, write this press release and let's see how it goes. Um, you know, and she gave me, like, immaculate feedback that made me even a better publicist. So just want to thank her publicly again uh, for that guidance. But, yes, I was able to meet, you know, um, Madeline Figueroa Jones from Plus Model Mag at that particular event. I um, shared the runway with Fluvia Lasarda. Um, I got to meet um, so many people in the plus size industry, um, and that's really my first love. And so you did double duty as a model and a publicist in the plus community. Correct. Yes. And that's something that I just thank you for reminding me of because it was, you know, so many years ago. But again, it was my heart's love and it has contributed to me being, you know, a better publicist and a better woman all the way around. And so since you have dabbled in the plus community, you know my audience. And a lot of people are trying to get discovered, are trying to be the next big thing. So tell us, what does a publicist do and who needs to hire one? Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. So a publicist really engages target audiences to syndicate the message of the person, the industry, the organization that they're working with. So just basically we make people famous. We're microphones, megaphones to messages, to brands. Um, The difference between PR and marketing, marketing, you know, takes, you know, money into consideration. Okay, what target? market can we target to increase the bottom line publicity is a a lot different we want to make impact we want to make noise and we want to actually make the brand rise above the noise so that is what a PR person does and and ways that we do that is through traditional media you know television magazines and then of course now in this, uh, you know, technology age through social media strategically so. And so who should hire a publicist? Do you need to be doing something noteworthy to even consider hiring a publicist? In my opinion, um, I believe everyone should have a publicist, even if you don't have a major brand and you're in the process of building your brand, it's best to build a brand on a solid foundation. Um, Also, one of the things that uh, publicists handle is crisis management. And in this day and age of, you know, COVID-19, my company's had to deal with a lot of crisis management and helping organizations jump the curve of, how do we communicate with our our clients or our staff even if we can't see them face-to-face? So every brand, every person who wants to be a brand needs to have a publicist, um, you know, for strategic reasons and for crisis management reasons. Okay, so now let me play devil's advocate since you said everybody needs a publicist. So mm-hmm. what if someone gets a publicist, they're not doing anything noteworthy that anybody wants to, um, you know, publish an article about, 
and then they get upset because they're not getting press. And that does happen. I think that's why it's so important that it's the right fit. Um, You know, one of the wise things that I learned early on in my career is not everyone's your client. So as a publicist, and I'm also an entrepreneur, uh, own my own business, this is our 10th year, you know, happy anniversary, Joy Cook Public Relations Group. But in that, uh, that span, what I've learned is everyone's not your client. So part of figuring that out and finding the perfect match for yourself and the client is to educate the client. So I think starting with the strategy session, just kind of mapping out, okay, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. So if the plan goes to the left or the right, at least the client knows what was attempted and what the goal was and can really see what their ROI is. You know, publicity is a um, is a double-edged sword because, number one, you can't make anybody cover, but you can be strategic enough to convince people to cover. So if you're communicating with your client, letting them know the intended plan, letting them know the strategy, as well as thinking outside of the box to maybe, okay, maybe this magazine or this television show doesn't want you on. We can't get you Good Morning America, but we can get you a local show or, you know, or vice versa. That communication and that education will make your client comfortable and show the return on investment. And believe it or not, there's a lot of publicists that pitch their clients uh, to me to be on this podcast. So everybody is looking for exposure in all different ways. Right, absolutely. And I do believe this because, you know, you have the number one, you know, podcast for the plus size community. And, you know, I'm so clear about how large our community is and even though I'm not in the plus modeling anymore I do still believe that I'm in the community because I'm plus size you know and I right. and I love plus size and um and so just you know and your your show brings such value and so that's one of the things that publicists look for what medium would bring value to our clients brand now, how do you know when you're getting scammed by a publicist? And you know that's another double-edged sword. However, and I've seen um, a higher propensity for scams. Um, and I will, you know, balance it out at the end of this uh, statement. But number one. Not everyone is a real publicist. Publicist is actually, in quotes, a sexy thing now. When I first started, literally, you know, 18 years ago, I knew no other publicist except for the big, you know, the Idlemans and the, um, you know, the Ogilvy's, the big brand name publicity companies. However, since social media has come, people who don't even have the education training call themselves publicists because it's the lights, camera, action, the red carpet, um, you know, the people that walk the people down the Grammy Awards carpet, those are the publicists. So it's a it's a sexy thing now. So everybody thinks they can do it. 
However, one of the things that I would suggest is for a person looking for a publicist is look at credentials. And no longer it's a situation where you can just look at someone's website and say, oh, yeah, I like this. No, you need to look at their credentials. Okay, what's their client list like? What's their education? What's their background? You know, do they sit on any boards? Are they respected in their industry? Those are determining factors whether it's a publicist you should invest in or not. Publicity um, and hiring a publicist is an investment. So speaking of investments, so you have to also commit to spending the money and know that good publicity is not cheap. So if the publicity um, or the publicist is offering you something that sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So if you hire a publicist and you get no press, no write-ups, that doesn't necessarily mean they're running a scam. That is correct. So that's the other side of that. And thank you for asking that question because I want to make sure it's balanced. In our industry, we also have some amazing publicists that are number one at what they do. They are, you know, educating their clients. They're communicating with their clients. However, we are in a weird space just in our culture. As you can see, things are changing rapidly and interests change constantly. So what Good Morning America was interested in pre-COVID, they're no longer probably going to be interested in. So you have to be cognizant of that as a client that what you find interesting or what you think might be your billion-dollar idea, the media might not like. But the test of a good publicist, or excuse me, a great publicist, is okay, we can't get the traditional media, but we can utilize other outlets such as social media advertising, such as live, such as podcasts, such as, okay, what creative things can we do outside of the box where we reach the same numbers and we actually get to the same goal, and the goal is to make you a household name. Now, let's um, switch the gears to social media, because there are a lot of women who post half-naked pictures on the Internet, mostly Instagram, to build their brand. Is that an effective way to build a brand? No, it is absolutely not, because what you want brand-wise is brand loyalty, Utilizing nudity, unless you're in an industry such as lingerie or, um, you know, some industries that nudity or half nude is going to be consistent from now until the next hundred years, it's not a good strategy because things change. For example, if you're going into an industry and you're 22 years old and you you know you're half new, well, in 10 years, guess what? You're not going to be 22 years old. Things are not going to be the same. And if you've pigeonholed yourself into that brand identity, people will not spend money on that because you're not the same thing that they originally bought into. So it's a very dangerous tactic. 
I think people think that, you know, sex sells and that salaciousness, um, you know, gets people going. However, it's a misnomer and it's also um, a falsity because what you want is not brand loyalty now. You don't want to be a gimmick. You want to be a legend and a lifelong brand that people continuously spend their money on. Now, if you post half-naked pictures, that does get more likes, but getting more likes does not equal a respectable brand. Absolutely. So there's a thing that I talk about in uh, my first book that's the quality over quantity thing. In social media day and age, a lot of people look at the numbers. Oh, my God, I got a million followers. I got 100 million likes. I went viral. But here's the deal. No need to go viral if, number one, you didn't make any money for it. Number two, it didn't expand your brand. Or number three, there is not a fan base or a portal where you can actually capture that data and say, okay, a million people like this, so I'm going to convert this million people into customers or clients or people who support my brand. It's almost like a one-hit wonder. So, for instance, Think of a song that, you know, you used to love back in the day, and then, you know, 10 years later you say, oh, my God, whatever happened to so-and-so, I love that song. So, yes, you could love that post or that video, yes, but in 10 years you'll never remember what happened because the human attention span is seven seconds. Going viral does not make an impact long-term unless you have the other strategic things in place that we talked about earlier in the call to really, really make an impact. So it is never, ever with social media quantity. It's always quality. I'd rather have 100 followers who were influencers like President Barack Obama, who follows me, like Britney Spears, who follows me, like Maria Shriver, who follows me, than to have a million of people who don't have that kind of reach. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk a little bit about Twitter because you actually wrote a book about Twitter, and I always think that people put Instagram over Twitter in terms of influence and in terms of promoting your brand. Now, why do you think Twitter is just as influential, if not more? Absolutely. I do think Twitter is more influential, and I believe it will always be because it has the same ideology, psychology as radio syndication. You only get in a certain amount of characters. And as I spoke to earlier, the human attention span is only seven seconds. So you're actually syndicating a message really quickly. You're getting that seven-second attention, and then you're on to something else. Twitter also has a reach that Instagram will never, ever have. So if I tweet something, and this is one of the reasons why um, by CBS Evening News I was rated the best tweets of the entire Democratic National Convention in 2012 because I sat on the front row and all major media outlets retweeted me. I reached 30 million people globally in 30 seconds on night one. So I'm saying all of those numbers because I don't have 30 million followers by any means, but I was able to reach 30 million people because of the people who were following me, the quality. There it goes. There it is again. Quality. I could never have done that on Instagram. 
Number one, Instagram um, is a static medium, meaning um, things are trendy. They go and come daily. Things become popular on Instagram, and they're gone within a day or two. Also, you cannot use clickable links. On Twitter, if I was selling something, I could tweet something, other people could retweet it, and I could attach a link, and people would go immediately to that. Instagram, you can't do that. You can post 10 pictures, but the only clickable link would be in your bio. So you could not post 10 pictures of 10 different things that you needed people to go to an external place, like a website or a place that they could purchase, you could not do that. It, it, it's that. That's a barrier between the person who's looking at your Instagram and a sale or capturing that audience. Now, there are some industries that Instagram does work better, but, again, that would be, have to be something that was on the strategic plan. But overall and holistically, Twitter always, always for a brand will be much better. And then shouldn't your brand just have a presence on all of them? Because sometimes I interview people and they'll say, you know, their Facebook and Instagram, and then they say, oh, I'm not on Twitter. And I think that sounds so dumb. It's free to get on Twitter. Right. That is actually dumb. And it's actually a misstep um, for a brand not to be on all platforms. Anywhere, it's the whole, if you build it, they will come. So if you have a brand that's not on Twitter, your competitors are probably on Twitter and you're missing that stream of income. Now, it depends on what your goals are as a brand on which platform you would put the most time, energy, and effort into. However, you are absolutely correct, Shanice. Every platform available a brand should be on. Exactly. So we are now going through a uh, pandemic, uh, coronavirus pandemic, and a lot of people are in quarantine, including myself. So this would be the perfect time to start up your Twitter to try and build up some followers. What other uh, tips can you give to brands and my listeners that are being quarantined right now? Absolutely. I give um, three tips. Number one, in this time of quarantine, it's a time to actually get clear about what it is that you want your brand identity to be. If it's more of the same of what you've been doing, then create a strategic plan and start executing it immediately. Um, And that execution should look like, okay, strategy, what platforms I'm going to, am I going to engage? Am I going to go live? Am I going to, um, you know, work with um, other entrepreneurs in my field? Number two is extremely, extremely noisy. So don't think that your surefire way to Increase your brand at this time just because everyone's at home is just to post like you normally post. You have to think outside of the box when it's noisy and rise above the noise, meaning if there's something that you've been doing that isn't working, you need to ditch that and then think creatively outside of the box. What do I need to do to rise above the noise? And the third and final thing is to my entrepreneurs. 
it's a little bit difficult to um, bring in new clients when you can't meet face-to-face. However, one of the things that has successfully worked for my firm as well as others that I've suggested this tip uh, to is to actually look at the clients you already have and create new streams of revenue and new offerings that circle around coronavirus. For example, crisis communication, as I mentioned earlier. Create a crisis communication plan or a text messaging, um, you know, campaign for your clients. Look at what your offerings are, and if you're a clothing business, or no matter what industry you're in, look strategically at your offerings and, and at how you can utilize this time and space to expand your offerings um, to, you know, not only make an impact at this time, but also keep business flowing. And this is a side note. What do you think about these TikTok videos? Is that helping brands? It is. I'm a fan of TikTok, and I know that there has been recently a conspiracy theory about TikTok giving away our information. However, I used to run a cybersecurity and protection program. They don't need TikTok. Sorry, public to figure out our information. They can get anything they want. And when I say they, I mean hackers. I mean, there is nothing that is off limits for the general public. Um, And so I believe TikTok is a great medium. I think, once again, build it and they will come. Um, It's the short and sweet, the seven seconds, you know, that I was talking about with the attention span. You only get a few, you know, seconds on TikTok. Um, I think TikTok will go and come. So I don't say put down Twitter, put down Instagram, put down Facebook and pick up TikTok. I'm saying keep all your balls in the air with the other social media. Keep them spinning, but also join TikTok. Now, we mentioned that you were a best-selling author and kind of hinted at some of the stuff. Tell us um, the titles of your books and where they can be purchased. And tell us also how we can book you to be our publicist. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. So my first book is titled Watch the Company You Tweet, a four-step guide on how to make an impact on Twitter. It's on the bestsellers list for like four years. You can find it on Amazon or you're welcome to email joy at joycookpr.com, and I could also send you a signed copy. My second book is called It's Just Facebook, a four-step guide on how not to let Facebook ruin your relationship. And it's just a very short and sweet book that looks at, you know, 50% of divorces now note Facebook as being one of the causes for the breakdown. And it's just some quick tips and tricks, and it's a humorous book that just talks about how not to let Facebook um, ruin your relationship. And to reach me on all platforms, I'm at Joy, J-O-Y, Cook, C-O-O-K-P-R, and you can also, once again, you know, email me, joy at joycookpr.com, and I'd love to strategize and, and make your brand rise above the noise. And you have events in your uh, hometown as well, right? I do, I do. We successfully have 
facilitated an event called the Winner's Circle. And what that is is an event that gets the right people in the right room breaking bread to network. And we're not talking superficial network. We're talking people have actually met each other and made lots of money and lots of um, business has happened because we allow people the opportunity to say, okay, I have a business, this is what my business does, and then if another attendee has a need in that specific area, um, then they we match them up and they actually go forth and multiply in business. And we've done. And what city are you in? I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina, and so I'm conveniently located halfway between Charlotte and Raleigh, North Carolina, halfway between Washington, D.C. and Atlanta, halfway between New York and Miami. So I'm the halfway point between all of those great cities. And But you do PR nationwide. I do PR internationally, absolutely. Um, my second home is Atlanta, and I have several clients there. Um, but, yes, I do PR wherever, um, you know, clients need me. I will get on a plane. Well, now with quarantine, I, I'll get on Skype or whatever needs to happen <laughs> to, to make things happen for my clients. And so thank you so much for taking out the time. This was a very informative interview. I think a lot of people are going to benefit from this information you gave. But before you go, give us your uh, website and social media one more time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Shanice, for having me. And my name, again, is Joy Cook. You can find me at www.joycookpr.com as well as on all platforms at Joy Cook PR, and let me know that you heard about me on Shanice Lewis' show. Well, again, thank you, and I'm so glad um, you had the time to be on my show because we've been social media friends for a while, but I don't think we ever met in person. You know what? We have not. We have not. And, I, again, you know, you are definitely not only just mine but my daughter's, um, you know, one of our friends in our head, and we love you. And um, thank you for all you've done for women who look like us and that, you know, it, it's just amazing all the work you've put in, and, and I lift you up and, and honor you and thank you as well. Well, thank you. We're going to have to collaborate on something in the future because I got cousins out there. <gasps> Shanice is as good as done, and I'm going to follow <laughs> up with you on that. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Shanice. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. And thank you to my guest today, Joy Cook. She it was Absolutely fabulous. Make sure you take that information to heart and put it to use. And I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting always. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 